I could not figure out how to sell a 20 year ad. <laughs> and I have beaten control selling $8,000 programs now. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back with another edition of the podcast. My name is David Allen from MakeWordsPay.com, your host as usual. we got a very exciting guest here today. And I say very exciting because he's a copywriter and he's been in your shoes. If you're just starting out, he's very accomplished now, but he's going to tell us exactly how he got that, that level, you know, exactly the steps he took, some of the crazy, uh, you know, awesome people he's worked with. And uh, Tony Zaremski, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me. And I got your name right, I hope. You actually <laughs> nailed it, which is, it's impressive. <laughs> I think I'm batting pretty much like a baseball player on most names, maybe, but I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But that one, that one, because it's probably because you spelled it out when you sent over your one sheet, uh, probably helped me out. But uh, yeah. yeah, so you're a copywriter. You're, uh, you're in the thick of this whole thing. You're one of the people I think our audience is going to adore listening to because you've been where they want to go you are where they want to go and you've been where they're at now chances are yeah and and recently enough that you know it's not like someone who's you know absolutely brilliant like Clayton Makepeace who Mm -hmm. you know the the starting out as a distant memory for me (laughs) yeah I think too 40 years and a billion dollars of sales (laughs) yeah I think too that's very important because a lot of people I think they either don't really remember exactly how it all went or I mean that's a long time to remember and also uh, maybe that it's not in their best interest sometimes to say exactly how it went uh, in some cases I've seen that so uh, let's start from the beginning how did you get into all this tell us your uh, superhero origin story and, and bring us up to the present so it, looking back it seems so clear to me that this is where I was going to be mm. but uh, but until maybe I would say six years ago even though I was doing some of this stuff I, I didn't know it existed so I grew up in a household where my parents loved learning and reading and writing mom was a first grade teacher and you know she taught over a thousand kids how to read including me mm. so that love was there from a, a really young age which obviously as, as a copywriter is huge um, so lucked into that my dad uh, is fantastic at public relations and, uh, and technical writing and lucked into that as well. So in middle school and high school, uh, you know, while other kids were going on dates, um, <laughs> you know, I'd be copy editing these, you know, technical documents of so press releases and, you know, uh, just different technical documents for companies like Mobile Oil and all, which wow. were some of his clients. Yeah. And, you know, again, just luck of being in that household. If I had been born in any other household that would not have been a thing you do when you're right. you know 14 <laughs> or 15 you're right so straight straight luck uh pervaded your early early career yeah exactly and then um you know it's funny when i went to college which is what you're supposed to do if you take honors classes <laughs> from high school um you know at first i wanted to study psychology i then thought god i'll never do anything with that uh okay. switched to business and i didn't talk to a counselor at all to you know figure out a way to get out of school in four years or the plan <laughs> but um you know switched to business 
hated that. I'll never do anything with that. Um, <laughs> and then I had some German classes that were great. You know, love the teachers and the language and wanted to date a girl in my class. So, um, you know, switched to German. <laughs> of course, as you do. Yeah. Yeah, all, you know, like all logical decisions in life. Um, I don't regret it for a minute. I mean, the, the people are fantastic experiences work. You know, and looking back, I learned from that how to do research on, inc- I mean, much more obscure things than I've ever encountered in copywriting. You know, right. What's what's the origin of this word from, you know, that was used in 1200 and how does it connect to this other thing? I mean, <laughs> right. you, you, you can't get more in the weeds than that. So it's, it's been really helpful. And around this time, you know, in college, I, I sold PCs and other electronics at Circuit City and was okay. pretty good at my job. Could never, I could never figure out, how, well, I, I couldn't really sell the warranties because uh, by the time I got there, they were just worthless. Right. So, um, you know, I, I learned at that point my first kind of lesson of copywriting, which is, you know, you have to start with something you believe in. So if I could sell all these computers and couldn't sell one warranty, mm. well, you know, that kind of, uh, that kind of tells me something. And uh, because I didn't sell the warranties, I, I, I wasn't let go from the job, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I looked on a schedule one week, there weren't any hours. There were like 20 hours a week before. I, I asked, uh, yeah, I asked him like, you know, what happened? Oh, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're kind of moving the schedule around. Next week, next week, by like a month then, I'm just like, should I check the schedule next week? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the, you were terminated on the sly, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So I was technically never fired. So maybe I'm still an employee. Even though I <laughs> <laughs> you should collect benefits one day and say, hey. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> so you were unceremoniously dumped from, uh, from the computer sales uh, department. Yeah. And where did you go from there? So, you know, at this time, was, uh, I still work at a grocery store, which that looking back was hugely helpful because I had, I had been shy when I was a little kid, but you know, walk to the bus and people would say, hi, Tony. I didn't notice them. Mm-hmm. And by the time the school year was over, all these kids probably just thought I was an asshole. Because <laughs> you, know, you weren't never, answering. Yeah. Yeah, never once said hi to them. So, you know, the, the grocery store that I was working at that time really kind of forced me to have these conversations with people and interact and learn how different people thought. And, you know, at that time too, I, I had an internship in uh, Hamburg, Germany, doing uh, basically direct sales. So door-to-door uh, sales for advertisements, like basically for business ads uh, for this English-speaking newspaper. Hmm. Yeah, so it, it was it was interesting. I, what, you know, wh- one thing was it's about 100 degrees out and I'm in business attire, <laughs> you know, going door-to-door around basically the biggest city in Germany. So, you know, looking back, the first thing I realized was, you know, this sucks. Don't don't do door to door. It's hard work. Do, yeah. Yeah. Do do email. Do do mail. Do anything but door to door. So you were del- you were going to door to door and you're delivering this like you're pitching basically. Yeah. And you know one of the one of the problems I encountered was it was in German. Mm. Uh, I mean, not that my pitch would have been great in English, but uh, it was <laughs> it was not as good in German as it would have been. <laughs> Even and, less um, good. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I, looking back and a couple things I got out of that one, I, you know, it's the first time I've been this publicly, the ads were 20 euros. Okay. I did not sell a single ad. I could not figure out how to sell a 20 euro ad. <laughs> and I have beaten control selling $8,000 programs now. So it's kind of hilarious to look like, okay, I, I, I that, that was table stakes. I couldn't do that. Right. So I, I don't necessarily know if there's like a, a copywriting gene, but if there is, I did not have it. <laughs> so you're starting out even at more of a disadvantage than maybe some people. Yeah. 
And really the, the only good thing I, I, I did at that point or knew at that point and realized was that, you know, you'd, you'd go to this office, uh, this long defunct company, and there'd be stacks of newspapers, undelivered newspapers, because they hadn't sold enough ads and, you know, they're, they're running all this capital in it. And, and not that it would have known a great way to do this, but, you know, in a meeting with the company, I said, what if we take this digital only and it's going to be able to help us maximize our ad sales because then people can actually boost their search engine ranking. You know, so that was basically the first good marketing idea I had. Right. Uh, they eventually went with that, but then through a series of many things <laughs> are no more. <laughs> Something befell them this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's good. So you were, now, when did you get out of there? Uh, that would have been, let me think, summer of 2006. Okay. And it's not that, not that long ago. Yeah. No, not too long ago. So it seems, it seems like a lifetime now. I bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you leave the uh, door-to-door uh, non-selling ad uh, <laughs> vocation. And, uh-huh. and what was, and where did that take you from there? So uh, meandering path, uh, still in school, you know, I, I mm-hmm. I took a couple of classes multiple times to make sure I fully <laughs> understood the attendance policy. Um, yeah, so, you know. It's important to know all the rules, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, six and a half years later, I, uh, after I started, I, I graduated with my German degree. Okay. And business minor, you know, never use psychology, never use business. Sure, sure. use German all the time, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one you know, question was, one question before you move on sure did you ever date that girl in the in the uh, class we dated for a few years um looking back i was not nearly mature enough for a long-term relationship and it, you know uh it was a great experience at the time and i'm happy i got to date her and nice you know, well but, hey that yeah. german class wasn't well you know you took it for the right reasons it sounds like that yeah exactly <laughs> i learned, learned a lot about myself too so you know it's an ongoing process of self-improvement i can look back in that time and think like okay you know, I actually made a list one time. Here are all the things I can improve, and it's in all these different areas, especially relationships. That's helped me a lot of my marriage, I think, too. So, you know, that's good. Win-win. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you uh, finally get out of there. Get out of the ad, the door-to-door stuff. You uh, yep. got your degree. And when did, when did you start getting in? When, when was the first, like, did you ever, aside from the, I guess the direct sales door-to-door was sort of your first inkling of direct, you know, direct selling and sort of direct selling style businesses. But when was the first time you heard about copywriting? Sure. So I've been writing technical copy for a long-term client. I, I still do work with their uh, phenomenal people. Um, and it, basically a freak set of events led me to direct marketing. Literally, it's one of those things where if I hadn't opened the mail, it never would have happened. So when I was a, uh, when I was a kid, I had seen, I'd read these uh, Gary Bensavang and Clayton Makepeace ads because my grandma was really into healthcare. And I would, you know, I had no idea what I was reading, but I would think, you know, 10 years old, oh my God, I might have clogged arteries. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no idea how they did that. Right. No idea what was going on. I'm just like, oh my God, I really, I really think I need this, you know, this, this Phillips letter. <laughs> you know, yeah. do, do I have prostate problems? <laughs> They were convincing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were they were so good. And um, but you know, I, so I, I was doing technical writing. I I had long wanted to be a basically just edit anything. I loved editing more than writing. Mm. I still in a lot of ways due to this day. And I got this letter from uh you know, just like a, a newsletter slash uh sales pitch sales letter from this charity I I uh donated to. Okay. And you know, I, I read it and said, This doesn't work. I mean, I've already given them money, I want to ungive them money. Right. And, and, and I know they're a really good cause. <laughs> so it was a Friday night. My friends were going to be going out and partying. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up pouring myself a glass of chocolate milk and picking apart this entire letter and rewriting it. And I still have to this day and, and meaning to frame it. But I did that and I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if this is a thing. I had no idea. And meanwhile, on my bookshelf, I have a, I have a couple bookshelves. And on one of my bookshelves, my dad uh, had gone blind a few years before that mm-hmm. and gifted me just this incredible library that, I mean, for our family, the, it's the biggest gift you could give anyone. I mean, you know, I, I could be down to one pair of clothes, one outfit and, and have my books and I'd be okay, but not the other way around. Um, right. And on that shelf was uh, tested advertising methods. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I'm looking through, I'm like, how, how the hell do I connect this letter I picked apart with, a th- is this a thing? As, you know, is this a thing that pays money? Can you do this? And there was cables, and that was that was when I really started down the rabbit hole. <laughs> right. So you you read that book? You picked it off the shelf and were reading that? Yep. Read it. Uh, found out what he read. You know, I found out who he worked with. So, you know, of course, it's, I think, you know, we may cover this later, but that led me to Hopkins, the Bible. It led me to, you know, Schwartz. It led me to Collier, Schwab, you know. Yeah. Drayton Bird, too, who, you know, worked with cables, um, led me to all these brilliant and wonderful people. So you read that book and you think, hey, this is a thing. Yeah. And, you know, what had happened was, I, I think I'd been in reactive mode for most of my life. And mm. this is the first time I started, you know, I, I stumbled into these things. And I guess I, I was less reactive. And then I, you know, took German and, and dated a girl in my class. But, but it wasn't even a plan. It was like, this is kind of my plan. I guess that'll work. Um, <laughs> yeah, sort of a half sideways plan kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I started doing something my brother had been doing, uh, really inspired me, you know, been doing for so long. And planning in reverse, it was, you know, who do I want to work with? So I want to work with Drayton Bird because, well, he's brilliant. He wrote mm-hmm. an incredible book. And he's taught me a lot. I want to work with Ramit Sethi because uh, I've used his courses and they've helped me and my friends a lot. I mean, right. I rewrote some resumes. My friends got, you know, over time, like $30,000 raises basically just on the strength of those resumes alone. I'm like, I need to work with this guy because right. what he does is incredible. And then it was that process of, you know, actually getting getting my first client free work, getting my second client free work, and then eventually getting, <laughs> getting paid work and pay work with the people I, I really, you know, was so thrilled and excited to work for. And with. So who did you offer the free work to when you first did these things on for free for people? Who were, who were your clients? So I had two I started with. One was um, this productivity blog called Asian Efficiency. It was, okay. a, it was a, a $9 <laughs> product. And, and I, I, was, you know, I thought, oh, my God, I can beat this control. I just read Jay Abraham. I know how to revere the system. I you know, pitched myself to them, basically said, hey, I want to make you more money. All I ask in return is a, you know, a reference or right. a testimonial once I beat your control. I was kind of cocky, uh, more than I should have been, you know, once I beat your control, basically. You know, they were super nice about it. They sent me a graph and like, on the, the graph showed like, I first I was like, oh, I beat this. And I look right. at the values in the graph and it's like, the, the thing that I thought I would tear apart, <laughs> not, not statistical significance, but like I, I lost again. And that was like, okay, I've, I've got to crack down here now. Right. It's time to study a couple hours a day and all. So the next one was um, Boone in three months, Benny Lewis, great guy. And um, oh, I know who that is, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, you know, at this point he had his sales copy was basically just, you know, it was kind of something he'd written. And, you know, he does a lot of things well, like learning more languages than I can fathom. Um, yeah. But, you know, somewhere in between learning a dozen languages, didn't have time to study copywriting as much. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? Who, who um, knew, yeah. So I, I helped him boost conversions and sales on one of those courses. And I also found that's when I kind of realized I, 
also was good at, I didn't know the name for it then, but marketing strategy because, you know, he had such a, a compelling story, but the way he was telling it at that point was basically, you know, you, you know, everybody wants to learn a foreign language. It's not that hard. And I drilled down with him, you know, over a couple hour period of asking, just peppering with questions. I spent like 10 hours writing questions out. And, you know, one of the things I asked him was, okay, how'd you get started? And it turns out he basically, I think he got like a C or a D in a Spanish class in high school. And, you know, kind of the same thing with me with copywriting where he didn't have a knack for it. It isn't, you have to start when you're a kid to learn a language. Right. It's not, you know, all these things people expect, but he actually had that story. So I connected those threads and like a while later I saw him on, I don't want to say it was good morning America or something. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a click because I see him, you know, basically using the same ideas and phrases I had. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's one of the things I could do for my clients. Right. So that was kind of a, that was, I guess, a pivotal moment too. Right. was saying, Oh, this is how, this is how you get their story out and can make, mm-hmm. make the connection to, to what people want. Excellent. So that was, that was the first two clients that you had and you'd worked for free basically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just for testimonials. Oh, not for free. You got testimonials. Yeah, exactly. Well, for one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the other one, they're like, you know, th- thank you so much for helping. They're really, really genuine guys. Like, thanks so much for helping, you know. Yeah. We'll let you know if this we get statistical significance and it changes. I haven't heard back from it. <laughs> it's been so, quite a few years, so, you know. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. But with Benny, you created real value. Exactly. So you par- how'd you parlay that into something uh, more uh, significant for your own pocketbook and career? Looking at the people I, I'd wanted to work with, um, at the top of the list were Ramit and Drayton. Right. Because I just have so much respect for them and you know they're brilliant. I obviously could learn from them. Mm-hmm. And so in both cases, I just you know, I figured out where's the connection. So with Ramit, Ramit, uh, Ramit's brother is close friends with uh, Benny Lewis. So, so you know, I know your brother knows him. Uh, love to work with you. And I pitched Ramit multiple, you know, I'd comment on his uh, blog. I pitched him multiple times. And each time, you know, I, I'd get a response from him, but it was like, thanks for sending this or, you know. Right. We'll keep that in mind or whatever. Um, and so, you know, I kept sending these suggestions. It's probably a half year. And one day I realized as I'm going through like the members portal where you see, you know, the different courses that are offered. Mm-hmm. It was basically just like, here's the name of the course. I'm like, oh my God, here's my opportunity. So All I right. just, I, you know, I spent probably, I mean, it, it was a short email, but I probably spent eight hours on this email. You know, and my, my then girlfriend, now wife was like, what'd you do today? Oh, I, I worked on an email. <laughs> oh, so like, you know, it's cool. But did you, you know, did you take a nap? Did you? you know, play video games. No, no, no. I, I worked on an email <laughs> <laughs> for the entire day. Yeah. yeah. And it, you know, it's mostly done. I'll set it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I basically rewrote that, explained the logic behind it and said, you know, I figured here's something where, you know, people who are already members of a course or a program are the people most likely to buy again. Yep. And by putting an actual sales copy in this place, like, like literally the weakest link in the entire company. There's other stuff at this point where like I could have not changed a word, no, nothing I could, you know, but the weakest link. And, you know, I said, okay, this is, this is really good. I'll change that. Came back, it was changed. And like two days later, I got an email uh, from the copy chief, you know, saying, okay, we have this test for you. You know, if this works, then you're in. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. Like finally, if you go, you know, if you go down to <laughs> something, you know, you can do that helps them enough, then uh, I found that that, tends to open doors right and you did it in a way where you're kind of you just give you're just adding value yeah constantly and you know eventually works so you ended up working for remit and how long did that uh, continue and what sort of uh, exciting projects and stuff did you get to work on 
So that was about, I would say, six or seven months of pretty much full time with them. Um, and you know, after that point, I, I still do project work with them. Um, right. But you know, the the employee thing wasn't quite for me. Right. Um, you know, he, he, great people to work with though. And so I got to work on you know some uh, quite a few actually quite a few upsell pages. Got to work on a lot of uh, email autoresponders, those campaigns, you know, cross sells, upsells. Uh, I got to work a bit on their flagship launch, zero to launch, right. and that was going in at the tail end. They had this colossal sales page, and you know, gave me like an hour to you know say, hey, go through and you know, uh, make suggestions or changes. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is eight hours. So you know, I had a day of like <laughs> downing caffeine and going through this copy, and be like, okay, this is great. You know what? What can I actually improve? And you know, finding out is a lot of fun. <laughs> I bet. Excellent. So that's you. So you knocked one person off your list. You knocked uh, Ramit off your list. So you're working with him and continue to work with them. And uh, the t- guy at the top of the list was Drayton Bird. Yeah, just you know, just in terms for for anybody who doesn't uh, or isn't as familiar with Drayton, you know, David Ogilvy said he knows more about direct response uh, advertising than anyone else in the world. Right. And that alone is enough for me. Just a brilliant guy. And I don't remember. You know, now it's actually it's been long enough we don't know exactly how i pitched him but i kept emailing saying you know i've you know at this point it's like I, i've taken this john carlton course i've read all these books i really want to work with you i'll basically like i'll work on anything at you know i'll buy my time i don't even think i said it that well but at no cost um right and just to work with you and you know finally i think he just relented <laughs> and said you know okay you do this um you know i'll, I'll read it afterward and that, you know, for me began a process of mentoring. I think we worked together probably, I would say, maybe 10-ish times. But it's just okay. that the first time where I'd been, I think, exposed to that level of having someone pick apart my ideas and knowing that the, the backstory on their ability to do that is, you know, almost half a century of being really good at their craft. So that was having a legend pick apart your stuff. So what is, you know, what is, what are some of the things that you learn from working with these people? Like you've, uh, you extracted some things working from Ramit, of course, working for Ramit and all obviously working alongside and having uh, Drayton uh, tear apart your stuff. What are some of the things that you might not have learned maybe if you hadn't had these opportunities and taken advantage of them? Sure. So I think with, uh, I'll start with the meat since you mentioned it first, mm-hmm. uh, a, a couple things. One, and it's not necessarily uh, in copywriting, but is you always want to start with the strongest product you have. I mean, when I was on the inside there, you know, without gi- giving any, any proprietary details away, um, mm-hmm. they would have like a, there was a portal and you could see products that were being built. And it's literally, you know, three years from now, we're going to launch this. We're working on it. We're researching it. We're testing it. We're fine tuning it. We're doing the, you know, the, the marketing research. We're interviewing people. And so you look at that and it's a completely different canvas for me to work with as a copywriter compared right. to someone who says, Hey, I made this thing. People seem to like it. Here's some testimonials, you know? Right. So, so that was huge. Um, and also I, you know, I, I had learned kind of been indoctrinated into the hard sell thing. I know or meet one of his big critiques at first was okay I, I get it you want to sell I, I I get it you're a copywriter but we you know this email we need to you know back way off and make them laugh and, and teach them something and demonstrate more right and that was huge for me okay so not as so much as a hard not as hard selling in every email kind of thing yeah and you know on the 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 backside of that for me as, as a business now was I was a disorganized mess before I worked with I Will Teach. Right. You know, I would have I would have notes everywhere. I would have you know some stuff in my calendar, some stuff on a paper calendar, things in a thousand places. And they had systems for everything. Everything was streamlined. They have working procedures. You know, right. here's how you do X, Y, and Z. 
and implementing them made such a huge change for me as far as being able to complete projects effectively and efficiently and, and not lose my mind, drop the ball for a client. <laughs> right. So you set up your own systems going forward. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so what are some of the things that maybe, you, I mean, obviously you're, you're disorganized, but when it comes to actually writing the copy and stuff, what sort of systems have you implemented? So I, I, I right now kind of do all the non-creative stuff inside Asana and, and any, any task management software works, but mm-hmm. basically I have a template because a lot of times, especially if it's, you know, for a new client integrate, whatever, you have the same themes, the same questions, the same things you have to do every time. So, you know, for instance, every time you go into any copywriting project, you need to know, where's my research? Right. You know, what's the lead going to look like? When are these things due? What are the pieces I have? And so, you know, I've systematized that even down to, in some cases, template emails of, okay, this is great. Here's my, you know, here's my contract. You know, once you sign this, and so I can just go into Google and just like, basically clone this email, clone this email, and that frees up my time to focus on, you know, going really deep into the product, the offer, the campaign strategy, you know, mind mapping, outlining, all, all the usual suspects there, and then mm-hmm. the writing itself. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that's a, probably a problem a lot of copywriters have is that disorganized chaos. And uh, although it's capable, some people seem capable of thriving than that, uh, to some degree, I think it would be behoove them probably to implement more systems. We had uh, Abby Woodcock on the show, not terribly yeah, long ago. Yeah, worked with her. Yeah, great person. So. Right, which you worked alongside, I'm sure. Yeah, and she was big on systems and stuff as well, obviously for, for the, from the same resource. Yeah, you, you kind of drink the Kool-Aid and then you think, <laughs> how does everybody else not do this? <laughs> right. I, I have ADHD, so it's how can you live without the structure, you know? Mm. Uh, and I think a lot of people do. I know Roy Fur does. Um, I'm sure the majority of copywriters do. So anything right. you do that can give you that framework and save you time and, and help make your clients more money is, is beautiful. Absolutely. So you incorporated systems and learned a lot from uh, Ramit and a very good advice, very good advice. Now, if people want to get a hold of you, either to uh, you know inquire about having you work for them or to get some additional help, uh, some thoughts, and maybe ask you some questions, uh, how do people best get a hold of you? Best way to get a hold of me is my website, which is uh, tonysremsky.com, and I'll spell that because um, <laughs> it's it's a beast. So, <laughs> www.tonyz is in zebra, a r e m is in Mike, b is in boy, s k i dot com. Nice. Um, it, I'll, one more time: t o n y z a r e m as in Mike, b as in boy, s k i. Uh, I know it's not an easy one, and. <laughs> Right now, I basically just have a landing page because I spent, you know, over the past couple of years, so much of my time doing projects, helping other people grow my biz- their businesses. Right. That I realized finally I should probably have my own website. So <laughs> <laughs> you can find me there, join the newsletter. I promise I will be putting out some great tips for people and also a, a report on what to look for in your next copywriter. So expect that in the next few weeks. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show, Tony. You've really given a lot of value here today. Excellent. Thank you. And uh, for everyone else listening, I hope uh, you took notes and or are going to listen back to this because uh, Tony's been where you are now or uh, he's, you know, slightly ahead of maybe where you are if you're intermediate or, or getting into advanced. And, uh, you know, you've heard his trajectory. Now you know the path to take. So for everyone else, we'll be back again next week with another exciting guest. Until then. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. 
Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.